previously on the mortal path. But, but what makes it dangerous? It seems all right so far. He looks at you and his eyes drop down to the ground and he goes, those that live beneath the city are dangerous. Oh shit. We tell people that there are creatures beneath the city. That's not strictly true. There are things beneath the city that are dangerous. Creatures is not always the right word. We don't have reports that are consistent of what they are or what they might be. People report different things in different places. Are they demons? Are they devils? It's hungry. But they've never found any of the original residents of the city? No. That was more than the ransacking. I mean, we already know that things heal themselves in here. You see on the ceiling is this incredibly intricate carving of the sky. Some sort of sky map. I've got to say, uh, for example, Nat, you were asking me questions earlier that I'm perfectly happy to answer, but I really feel like, you know, it might be a productive trust exercise for us to actually, you know, fucking talk to each other. Tinder? Yep. If we find a way home, as in to Alfalan, would you would you like to come with us? Can we keep him? this kind of echoing (laughs) sobbing sound that fades very quickly and as you open your eyes this wave of purple energy magic almost like your lightning but without the harsh flashes of light cascades through the room over all of you and Nerium and Natalia you wake up at the same moment and you see this of purple magic all over and you feel it on your skin this static crackle that sinks in and you feel good like pretty good actually invigorated and energized and as you blink you see in natalia's hands this shadowy book with these red and blue colors all over it and you see as you glance around nerium's eyes are wide and her irises are hugely dilated and ringed in lilac and there is a strange purple glowing mark on her neck and as you all stare around you notice one more thing and that is the shadows of eight figures standing in the room two are behind them i thought it was a tiny shed yeah but you see the shadows of people behind you you see two behind natalia two behind nerium two behind taro and two that seem to be in the middle of the room and they all just point to the door with the bar across it and disappear and at that point findex wakes up the and he kind of looks around confused (laughs) and it goes who was who was crying again there's nothing purple going on around findex is there there's that little residual glow from what's over all of you, but nothing else has changed. I hope that means he's more safe, not less safe. Right. Well, I had a very odd dream. You are not the only one. Was yours, by any chance, uh, deeply distressing and unnerving? 
Uh, no, actually, we're all right. Yeah, same as mine. Yeah, nice. Okay, well. There was that weird crying, though. You heard it? You heard the crying? Yeah. It's, it's a bit odd, right? I mean, I wouldn't have thought the voice would travel that far. Whose voice? Well, I don't know, really. Because you didn't, you have, you had a dream about crying before when you read the, the, the book that's not meant for people who aren't terribly intellectually able. I, I did, I did. I, I thought one of you was crying on me, over me. Well, we did go through that, Finlay, <laughs> but don't worry. I know. That's I, just what I thought. I can't hear any crying now. Could you hear any before, Nat? Could I hear any before? No, you didn't hear any. I can't hear any crying. No. Well, no, I didn't. I definitely didn't get crying. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't it. Well, no, because I imagine that would have been a bad dream. That just seems to be like an extra bit at the end. All right, bonus material. Yeah, sort of uh, bonus episode. Findex kind of like peers over at you, Nerium, and he goes, What's that on your... What's that? And he sort of points towards your collarbone. Uh, I would like to reach... Can I feel a difference in the skin there? Yeah, it's raised. Okay, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, and you said it's on my collarbone. So yeah. I... I mean, technically, because... As the DM, you've told me, I know it's bell-shaped, but I actually can't see that bit of my neck. So mm. I would like to ask for... I said, oh, oh, uh, yeah, what, what does it look like? Is it a burn? Maybe. It kind of looks like an old scar, maybe a burn or something. Oh, right. Okay. I, that, that, it, it happened in the dream. It happened in the dream. There was, um, there was, um, well, yeah, I, 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 I don't know who that was, but they, they... They um, yeah, they they touch my my neck here, and they and they put this on it, and um, I don't know that I like it. In the dream? Yeah. I, well, I said it was horrible. Did it? Did did it hurt you? Yes. Oh, Nary. And and your eyes? What about those? What do you mean? Oh. I touch my eyes. I'm like, what? Your your irises? They're purple. No, they're brown. No, they no. do seem to be purple now. I'm not really sure where that's come from, but. Right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's new. I don't like it. So, uh, uh, Nat, what, what, how, how about that book? What? Uh, oh, oh, it's, uh, so, in my dream, uh, I encountered a couple people, and they gave me a gift, and it's this book, and it seems to have appeared here the same way, well, you said someone in your dream gave you that burn, that mark. Yeah. Well, this... I'm not exactly sure what it is. And I I open it up and sort of flick through. And the, the pages are black. And then there's bits of um, red and gold lettering and runes on three pages. That is so goth. I love it. That's a fucking look. It's, right, so there were two people in your dream? Yes. Tarot, in your dream, were there any people? DM, I, I defer to you on this one. <laughs> there were yes, two people. Yes, there were two people. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, there were two. <laughs> Tarot, why don't you tell me all about these two people? Yubi, can you can you just like do, do the tarot voice and just say what I said? Sort of say what I see, say what I saw because I don't remember. I can't. I can't do a London voice at all. <laughs> I saw uh, two people. Right, and did any of you got... Right, Findex, don't worry about this, but just before you woke up, 
uh, we were we were all waking up and um I, there were two shadows behind you Nat and there were two shadows behind you Taro oh me as well I see yeah so now I'm wondering if I had a shadow behind me you, you did definitely yeah there are two yeah same thing really no I did two and there were, there were two in the the middle of the room as well yeah I, I remember that too and uh, yeah that's weird and there was the whole pointing thing yeah there. Now, like I say, my dream wasn't terribly uh, reassuring, so I don't know how much I want to do what weird shadows tell me to. I mean, I'm pretty confident they, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think they know what they're doing. I don't necessarily think they've got our interests at heart. I, I think they do. I mean, my two seem to. How about yours? Me? Um, no, mine wasn't very nice. I didn't like them. And you, Tara? I mean, they seem they seem all right. Uh, Findex. Yes. You didn't happen to have a dream, did you? I don't think so. I just woke up because I thought someone was crying. Okay. I didn't see any shadows either. No, no, they've kind of gone before you woke up, love. Don't worry. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I suppose there's no point sitting around chatting about it. Let's uh, let's make a move. Yeah, I know which direction you want to move in as well, don't you? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty convinced this is the way to go. Oh fucking hell, Nat. I hate saying this every time, but I agree with Taro. <laughs> hey, that sounded mean. Why do you hate saying that? Taro has lots of good ideas. Yes, I have all the good ideas. Neriam <laughs> mutters quietly under her breath, name one. Taro's ideas are very unique. Findex does not hear you mutter under your breath. <laughs> That's probably uh, for the best. And he, he looks at you, Natalia, and he kind of nods after a second and goes, I I mean, the the one with the commander was definitely not one I would ever have thought of in a million years, but here we are. Do you know what, Findex? That's a really good point, Um, because we've, we've been in a couple of scrapes this last couple of days, but actually the one that we came out of best was the one where we had a plan before we went in. So... I do like plans. They're very reassuring. They are, aren't they? Um, like lots of little instructions of what to do. Yes, probably not lots. Probably just go in there and kill it, but maybe work out what order we do that in and stuff. Wait, kill what? Whatever the fuck is behind that big but, guarded door, what, because what if it's I will... crying and needs our help? <sighs> ne- oh man, Nerium is genuinely conflicted by that because actually she's not convinced that this is as nice a place as she would hope it was. So, oh, uh... I mean, there was a big scary monster out here. Yeah, but the temple didn't want it here because the. Hang on, weren't there eight statues when we came in? Did the shadows look like the statues? They, I don't think they look like fish people. Wait, did they look like fish people? No, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell with shadows, isn't it? They didn't really look like the statues either. They didn't seem to be the kind of cloaked, hooded, draped figures either. Fuck it. And I take out both uh, my dagger from Melvin, which... It, I don't think I actually said this the other episode, but certainly before I went back into this little cabin, I would have rescued it from the yeah. broken stone remains. So I'm going to take my nice dagger from Melvin and my fancy dagger, to which I have attuned without any knowledge of what it does, and I've got one in each hand. Okay, as you do that, Natalia and Taro, both roll me arcana checks, please. Arcana hard. Let me check what my number skills are. It is not a high DC for this one. What is uh seven? Oh boy! Six! Are you fucking kidding me? No. Arcana team, go! 
I love to arcane. I've got a plus zero to arcana. I hope you know that. I have oh. plus one to arcana. Oh my god. How do I? I've got <laughs> okay. more than you. All right, that's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you stand up. But we have tons of charisma. We've got a bit of charisma well, between yeah. us. <laughs> okay. Neither of you notice anything except that this area is still kind of that deeply magic feeling and you can feel this kind of almost um, residue of, of that first magic that happened when you woke up. Nerium, as you kind of stand to your... Nerium, as you stand up and you hold your dagger you feel for a minute this kind of like throb of almost like pain in your hand and you taste this incredibly bitter taste across your tongue and for a second although you've never tasted it before you know that that is the taste of something deeply deeply poisonous and as you glance to the the blade in your hand and you feel it on your tongue you're like huh because there's a direct link between the two of them and you're pretty sure that this dagger has got some sort of poison quality to it. I feel like my instinctive response, given that the last two times I felt uh, notable physical pain uh, touching me, was in my dream. I, I think I just dropped that dagger. Okay. And squeaked a bit. You're, you're alright? No! What was that about? Everything's prickly. I don't like it. Have you got pins and needles? Because sometimes when I sleep on a weird way, like one of my arms goes numb. I mean, I'm a dressmaker. I've got pins and needles all the time. I... <laughs> oh, um... That was a bad joke. Look, index. <laughs> I, I mean, how would you even know? I pick up my dagger and I... I know what a joke is. Pindex, what is a joke? Yeah, define humour, Phoenix. <laughs> a joke is a thing you say, and then people laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... Oh my god. Oh my god. Time to make a move. I'm gonna try and... I wanna pop <sighs> okay. the thing. I'm gonna pop the hinges off the, the, the folk boy's hands. I, I will stand ready with my sword. I would like to scrabble for my prickly dagger and, and hold it out and just hate everything about this. Okay, the dagger is no longer prickly when you hold it. Okay. Uh, make me a strength check, Tara, please, if you're trying to lift this bar. It's my number one skill. This <laughs> is <just> three. <laughs> Taro squares his shoulders, gets up to the door, puts his hands under the thing, and goes... It's a mean city in here, chaps. Does not budge. Make me a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> what? Oh, did I out-beef myself and now I'm covered in beef? <laughs> I'm just such a beefcake, I've now turned into a cake. You nearly <laughs> exploded your brain. 17. 17. Yeah. Hell yeah. You neither pull a muscle nor fart, but you cannot move this thing. Okay. All right. I've got this with other two options for when you're fucking ripping one out. <laughs> do, you need a, do you need a hand there, Taro? A hand? Uh, well, I wouldn't say no. All right. All right. 20. I'd like to say Taro actually stops <laughs> lifting at this point. He's just like, okay. somebody's helping. Just uh, pretend. Okay, you, Taro, you put your hands just like under the the wood and just kind of wait. And Natalia kind of looks over to you and kind of squares her shoulders and gets ready to like, this must be a really heavy door jam if you can't. Look. And it just boink, pops up like so easily. I just look at Taro. I think we all look at Taro. I pop a thumbs up. I I'm glad you can do magic. <laughs> And open the door. 
Okay. You see before you this little kind of platform and then a set of stairs that winds down into the darkness. Oh, stairs. God, <laughs> stupid. Did Where you think else is it going to go? It's the opposite side of a shed. It's not going to go uh. to a small room. <laughs> I thought it might have a horrifying monster in it. Everything else has had a horrifying monster in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, it only took us three episodes to fucking reduce our shit back down to this. Yeah, come on. I close my eyes and wish for light. Okay. Both in the podcast and... <laughs> okay, roll me a d20. <laughs> yeah, no, five. I guess I just look with my eyes that work. Natalia, you close your eyes and you try to summon this magic that you saw before. And as you're kind of grasping for it, Findex is like kind of trying to like lean over to peer in behind you and everyone's crowding really close and your, your concentration breaks. You can't quite cast a spell. Tarot, you can see further with your dark vision and it just is a staircase that goes down and then it curves out of sight. Uh, Findex, do you want to hold a candle again? Yeah, yes. I light one up and give it to Findex. Okay, he takes it. Can I squeak up and uh, see if I can see anything? Yep, you see the exact same thing as Tarot. The staircase curves down and then goes out of view as it curves round. That's interesting. How many feet of dark vision do I have now, mechanically? You probably, mechanically, you've got a lot more than 10 feet. You can see probably about 20, 25 feet. Awesome, thank you. All right, I'm going down. I'm going down the staircase. Okay. Got no time for this this hecky whistling, waiting and whatever we're doing. We're going for it. We're all big, burly warriors and we're burying our way down the, the staircase does taro say this as he's going down no ed says this as he's sitting here in his room <laughs> okay right so taro silently starts to go down the staircase but not mechanically silently because no one said their stealth thing so he starts going down the staircase that follows okay so findex is going to go after well actually findex is going to hold back and, and go last so oh no findex after you please and i will stealth down behind him oh okay okay uh, and he follows Nat. Okay, roll me stealth. Uh, a 19. Nerium, silently behind you, you make your way down this winding staircase. It takes you maybe about three or four rotations before it comes to this small room. And this small room has all these star maps on the walls and these kind of constellations uh, all over it. And it's incredibly beautifully decorated and ornate. And there are various stars and constellations that are named. They've got the uh, letters engraved into the walls. Um, and you can see before you this short kind of corridor that goes into a deeper gloom uh, and seems to just end. I'm gonna, at this point, say, right, I I think we've descended into the learning commons. Nope, that's a <laughs> university place. That's a, a building. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we all that's where we all went to university. This oh, is yeah, the Archocrypt. Okay, Archocrypt. Archocrypt on the second layer, Learning Commons on the first layer. That's where Learning Commons is where... Uh, not Learning Commons. Learning Chambers is where... Oh my god. The early Learning Centre. <laughs> learning Chambers is where Dexer wants to, wanted to mm -hmm. be promoted yeah. to. He works in the Archocrypt, which is this layer. So that's Dexer's lab. <laughs> oh my god. in the place of Dexter's lab. I think we've descended to the Arco Crypt. We should be on the lookout. There might be some dangerous things down here. 
All right. Uh, based based on what? Well, ba- based on everywhere we've been so far, says a disembodied voice from the back. This is where they were doing experiments, right? Yeah, but like nothing living came through from from what's what's the place called? Exton? No, Keon. Keon. Okay. That's a funky spell in Yubi. Quillian. 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 Okay. Well, it looks like uh, nothing else alive seemed to come through from, uh, well, whatever planet this place came from. So, I expect we'll be all right. I I hope you're right. But what if it's exper- I, uh, I'm going to sneak a little bit forward and lean around Findex and say, what if it's the sort of experiments that don't like make living things or monsters? What if it just like you open the door and the room's full of poison gas or something? That seems like a pretty shit experiment. <laughs> I have you seen this place, Taro? Yeah, they seem to know what they're doing. They've got fucking curtain monsters and teeth. Everybody's uh, the people who lived here had very frightening teeth. Look, don't judge people just because they look a little bit different. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? You, that's fine. You're absolutely right. You're a very brave boy, Taro. You go first. That's right. This place is perfectly safe, and I'm going to walk into it forwards. <laughs> I do like the idea of Taro just turning around and moonwalking. And... <laughs> That's a very good, very good example. Okay, Taro forwardly walks into this little corridor. It goes with about 10 foot and then it ends. To forwardly walk where no one has walked before. To seek out new corridors. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah. Alright, where are... where? So I'm just at the end of a corridor now. You're just at the end of a corridor now. What's it look like? You've got about <laughs> ten foot from everywhere else, and there's like like a wall in front of you. There are no doors in this corridor. It is a dead end. There are no obvious doors. Make me an investigation check. I did. I did. I rolled an investigation check, and it was a twenty. I rolled one as well. A twenty. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean a natural twenty as well. Oh, it was a nat twenty. I I got four. Yeah. I've been getting very good rolls today. I just wanted you all to know that. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Okay, so I've got a nat 20, I've got a 4, and now are you having a look around as well? Now, can I see? Uh, Findex has got the candle right behind you. Findex has got the candle, okay. Yep. 12. Tara, you are looking at a dead-end corridor, and somehow you feel like you must have taken a wrong turn, despite the fact there is nowhere else that you could have turned. Nat, you've seen the map, and it there's definitely a way through here. And Nerium, you looking around with your nat 20, there is one little stone to the side that seems to be slightly pushed in and a different colour. Just ever so slightly. Well, we, uh, Lisa, we fucked up. Time to leave. Come on. We did our best. No, then... Well, un- unless it's behind there. Yeah, there must be something. Look, see, you can see the stone's pushed in. Just a little bit, just uh, there. What, this rock? Yeah. Is that... I mean, it's a hidden door, but... Well, Taro, why don't I, um, Nat, why don't you see if you can open it? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll walk forward and push on this rock. You walk forward and you press your hands against the stone, and as you do so, there's this kind of chuk noise as it sinks in further, and then this stone door moves on some sort of hidden mechanism and opens up in front of you and you see this room that is relatively large maybe about 40 foot by 20 foot or so like a like a pretty large room and it is full of bookcases and tables and on all of these tables there are books strewn about on them all of them like opened or like rummaged through there are some on the floor some have fallen off clearly 
it looks like it is some sort of archive or at least a library part. I think I remember seeing something about this in Dex's room back at the Atadas Manor. Let me just see if I can rifle through all these papers. Oh, bloody hell. And I open my bag, start going through stuff. Okay, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the blueprint. Yeah, you find it pretty easily. You find the map. Here, here. Do we think that somebody or something or some force, do any of these look like they have recently disturbed dust on the floor or anything of that sort? As all three of you take a moment to watch Nat scrabble through her bag for this piece of paper, all three of you can feel now this sense of magic that's even stronger than it was in the manor. But rather than being in bits and pieces, this feels like a heavier layer and it almost seems to kind of have um, a feeling like like steam rising from hot water. You kind of feel like maybe the hot water is beneath you and you can feel these kind of almost like pulses of magic coming up and layering over everything in here. Nothing here seems like it's been destroyed as much as thoroughly rummaged through by someone who maybe doesn't care about leaving things about. Can I nudge Taro and say, uh, Taro, you know the fizzies when you got magic around you? Yeah. And I, I can sometimes feel them if I'm like right near it and it's very strong. It's like that in here, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, getting a bit of a bit of that. Right, okay, cool, great. Taro, make me an arcana check, please. Arcana. Yeah, this is very magical. 13. As you say that, actually, Nat, make me an arcana check as well. Nat 20. Nat 20. Yay. Okay. Tara, as you as you take a second to kind of concentrate and feel it as well, you can you can feel this and you can sort of feel little pockets of it here and there in the distance. This kind of almost almost like a like a sonar, not very strong and not nearly enough to, for you to get any actual kind of information from it. But there's definitely things around you that are going to be more magical than others with this underlying magic. Nat, as you take a moment to concentrate, something flares brightly with magic beside you and much smaller than Taro. And as you glance over, the thing that's suddenly given you this real imprint of deep-seated magic is Nerium. What? Nerium, you are... you're glowing. Oh, well, I mean, I had a bit of a rest, I suppose. That's very kind of you. Why are you bringing that up now? No, with with magic. Me? Yes. Oh, uh, can I just sort of pull up my collar down a little bit and, and, and have a look to see if it's coming? Because I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm looking to see if it's coming from the burn mark on my neck. It doesn't seem to be coming from the burn mark as much as, as you concentrate in on it, sort of everywhere about you. Oh, God, is it dangerous? Am I going to die? Yes. <laughs> I didn't ask you, Taro. Uh, it, I think it should be fine. Um... In that dream, did something bestow a gift upon you? I mean, yeah, it did this. Look, look, look. And I show the little burn mark on my neck. Right. So that's giving you magic. Hmm. Do you want to? Do you want to try doing something? <gasps> oh yes. Okay. Point point towards the uh a wall back in that little room we've just come through. Mate, it's too late. She's already shouting. Go pony. Go pony. Go pony. Go pony. Go pony. It's a throwback. Okay. Make me roll me a d20. That's an eleven. An eleven. Go pony. I don't know what spell that is. I uh, I should point out at this stage I do not have goat pony. I know you don't have goat pony. What spell is goat pony? 
<laughs> Mind, Mind of illusion. Mind of illusion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Roll me. Just roll me a d4. Ooh, I will roll my exciting d4 from the maths place. Oh. Three. A three. Okay. Taro, you hear Nerium saying, Go pony! Go pony! And then you hear Nerium saying in your head, Go pony! Go pony! And you have this double echo moment where you can suddenly hear this message. I cast goat pony. Taro makes a little goat appear. <gasps> oh my god, I did it! Oh no. I, I, I want to lean forward and sort of hold my hands out, like, coaxingly, and go, here, here goat pony, here. Question, can Nat tell that it's Taro's goat pony, not Nerium's? Absolutely. Taro! What? It, you know, it's just, uh, she did the, the voice in my head thing, and I really thought I ought to do it. The voice in your head? Oh, did... Oh, yeah, no, that isn't normal, is it? Oh. oh. <laughs> hey, Nerim, did you mean to do the, the, the voice in my head thing? Go, Pony, come here, come here. I can't make it do anything. Couldn't you make yours move? No, I don't think she meant to do that. No, I don't think she did. Um, Nerim. Yeah? When you have some magical powers and you just come into them... They might not do what you think they'll do. Take Taro, for example. I rarely do what people think I should do. Yeah. Now, there have been a couple of times when he's tried, and and so I don't think he actually cast that spell. I but think, it's there. Uh, mm, Taro, would you mind? Well, you see, I, I think you... Uh... I took your 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 repeated chanting of Goat Pony as somewhat of a... Uh... Let's say a suggestion. Um, and so I did it, you know. Oh, so well, my, I saw my... I didn't make that. No, well, in a way you did. <laughs> I suppose. It's not, oh, okay. But so, so hang on, what you're saying is I can now do some sort of magical suggestion that will force you to do what I say, Taro. Well, I don't know about force. I mean, you could try it. I was pretty uh, up for, for doing it anyway, to be honest. It's kind of fun sometimes. But you did seem to be able to make a voice in my head. Ah, oh, okay. I'm going to point at Taro. I'm going to cast mm-hmm. the same spell again, or do whatever it was that I did again. Taro dies. Say... <laughs> and I'm going to say, dance. <laughs> you hear that in your head, and Nerium whispers it incredibly quietly, but you hear it loud and clear in your head. Yeah, not right now. Oh. I don't think. Well, you... you tried your best maybe this this magic thing isn't maybe you're not quite cut out for it well it's all very new it's a bit exciting mind you i suppose it, 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 it nat did you hear me say anything to taro no i didn't well that's kind of handy then i suppose that could be useful it doesn't make goat ponies though oh it's like when you said you could give me armor and then you made me disappear uh yes yeah okay hmm, that's that's very good you, you phrase a very good point and i take out my book and I reread the bit about the lights, mm-hmm. and I give it another go. Okay, roll me a d20. Five. No. No. Again, you try, but this one's really confusing. You have to concentrate on, like, learned symbols. You're trying to learn this one. It's not coming to you as naturally as the other ones. And, and again, you just, as you're about to hit it, you hear this noise from just beyond this room. And it's this kind of splash sound and it's very quiet but it's just enough to break your concentration wait what was that uh what what was what 
Hello everyone, it's me, UB, your DM, here to say, as always, hello in the middle of the episode. First of all, thank you so much for listening to our show. We appreciate every single download, every single listen. We very excitingly are also live on Spotify now. So if you want to listen to us on Spotify, you can find us under the mortal path, of course, and we are there. And it makes us feel like really official in like a really fun, fun, fun way. If you guys have a moment and you're on your iProduct, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Most of our listeners are listening through iTunes and through the iTunes um, pod catcher application and so it would really help us out if you could leave us a review it just does so much for us in helping other people find our show and speaking of we are so grateful every time that you guys tell somebody about our show we don't have any advertising all we use is word of mouth so every time you tell someone you let them know that we're here what we're doing it helps us out so much so if you have time if you have friends who you think would be interested please let them know about the show let them know what we're doing and you know see if they want to have a listen. It would be really great. It would help us out so, so much. We are also at the end of our fan art competition. The deadline was June the 1st. We've had some awesome, incredible entries. So we're going to spend some time now um, deciding between ourselves, judging and and working out who's going to be the winner. We've got an awesome set of dice to give away and we're really excited to to pick, even though it's going to be so difficult because they're all so good. Um, we are still doing a giveaway on Tumblr with another set of D&D dice, which are absolutely gorgeous. Check it out. All you need to do is reblog the post and make sure that you're following us on Tumblr. We also want to say a huge thank you to our affiliate D&Dice UK. You can get 5% off your order with our code MORTALDICE, all one word, all capital letters, at their side, dndice.co.uk as well as free shipping in the UK it's so worth it it's so cool and every time that the code is used we get a little bit of credit towards giving more dice away so that we can continue to run competitions and giveaways and everything and give you guys a chance to win more awesome free dice we really hope that you enjoyed the mini episodes that was so much fun to record and to put out all the music in those was written by Rachel Graff who for my birthday composed three brand new awesome tracks that are going to be appearing a lot more but they appeared there for the first time aren't they just amazing aren't they so good they just fit the characters so perfectly they're just awesome so thank you so much rachel rachel's written a lot of music for the show she's also done the main theme um her track shuttle was the fallen city theme i'm looking forward to working more with her in future for more original music for the mortal path you can check her out at rachelgraff.com R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-A-F-F dot com. Huge thank you to Rachel. And also a huge thank you to, of course, Orion, who has been writing the transcripts for our episodes. Episodes 1 and 2 are transcribed. You can find them on themortalpath.com. He's working on more currently. I think episode 3 is going to be going up soon. Thank you so much, Orion, for doing this. We are ever so grateful for all of your help. Um, If you guys feel like you'd like to help Orion out in transcribing, let us know. We can put you in contact. But we're just so grateful and honestly thank you so much i'll let you guys get back to the episode hope you enjoy it bye i heard something did i make me perception checks I'm going to say Tara didn't just because I've already played like I haven't. <laughs> no, just roll a perception check because you didn't hear that one, but you might hear another one. 13. 18. 
as you peer into the room and you listen out, Nerium, you can see that this room, there are three doors coming off it, and two of them have been really heavily barricaded. You can see that bookshelves have been pushed against them, and two of the exits to this room, not the, the secret one that you've just come through, have been very thoroughly blocked, and there's one that doesn't look like it's blocked. But you don't hear anything. And Taro, as you peer in, you see all of this, but you hear again from just beyond this room, beyond this one door that doesn't seem to be blocked, this again, this kind of noise, and then silence. It, Nat, I think I heard something coming from uh, from over yonder, in that room. And then I pointed <laughs> at the room in which I heard the noise. <laughs> well, let's investigate. Let's see what's happening. Oh, um, you don't want to fancy trying that nice shadow armor thing on me again, do you? Uh, I, I can try, yes. Um, yeah, go on. I'm not sure how often I can do it. Let, let me give it a shot. Place it on you. You're invisible. Okay, you go invisible. No, I meant the shed. Oh. Thank you very much, Nat. What? What? Well, who, who said that? I thought that's what you wanted for. I, I thought you were going to try and do the um, magic shadow armor thing again rather than the invisible thing. But you know what? The invisible thing is super helpful. Thank you very much. I'm sure um, not being visible when uh, whatever eats us eats us is going to be great. I'm not sure I can give you the shadow armor. Oh, I see. Nerium, I'm talking to you from beyond the veil. Please look in the next room. If you can hear me. Oh shit, yeah, now I'm invisible. That's my job, isn't it? Right, yeah, okay. Stay there, Taro. Nerium, I've heard your message from beyond the veil. <laughs> she's not dead. Taro, I think she's still here. What? I've just. Okay, I am going to. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, Gary. I am going to cast message and say in Taro's head, don't touch anything. And I have a nasty feeling that may break the invisibility. Yeah, cast a spell. <laughs> Nerium suddenly appears again in front of you. Uh, okay, Nerium, I won't do that. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh, you're back really quickly. I know it's a bit it's a bit spotty this invisibility business. Right, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Now I didn't I didn't mean to, to to ruin that for you. Right, I'll go in the next room. I think it, that's fair. It's probably my turn, and I will stealth towards the door. Okay, roll me your stealth, please. That's not great. Uh, okay, even with a really good modifier, that is 12. Nerium starts to make her way across the room, and as she does, there are bits of paper on the floor, and some of them kind of under her feet as she walks across them. They shift and move. How clo- how far into the room are Taro and Natalia? How far into the room are you getting? I guess we're a little bit into the doorway, right? Like, out of the doorway. like Just like a couple of yeah. foot where we started fucking around with goats or whatever. Fucking around with goats. <laughs> hmm. um, Good gravy! I've probably taken a couple, of, a couple of steps in and started looking at books, as is my want. Okay, uh, Findex, about as quietly as Nerium, kind of creeps halfway across the room behind her, holding out one of his swords. Natalia, make me an investigation check, real quick. Thirteen. Thirteen. From a quick glance, these books on the tables are all about Velo. They are all about the city. They are all about the history and as you're looking at the ones that are on the tables they are all open to pages about the creatures in a place called Jethai and as you look at it you realize that Jethai must be the name or what they call this planet rather than Kion which is as you know it 
they are all about the creatures of Rusa, the servants of Rusa, the creatures that live in the Svel Sea, all of these fauna and flora and the pages are kind of like torn open to various things, all haphazardly. Nerim, as you creep up to that door, it's closed. Do you open it? Um, no. Okay. Nerim, wait, wait, what? wait. Let me just take a look at this. And I go over and try and see if in all these pictures and drawings of the all these creatures, if there's anything about them having captive ones. Okay. From your very brief glance, there are definitely some ocean creatures that are kept for farming and agricultural type reasons. There are some that are kind of like beasts of burden. But as you're, le- as you're looking through them, there doesn't seem to be anything about one that they might have captured. What does catch your attention is a book that's open to a legendary creature of Rusa, one of the servants of Rusa that lives at the bottom of the Safel Sea, this huge creature that's almost mythical that's called Tan Karil. And nobody really knows what it looks like, but it's believed to be this kind of um, guardian of Velo, but it gets angered easily and it causes these huge storms and it's believed to be the origin of the Violet Drop and it's appeased by worshipping the god. And that's about as far as you get in the kind of seconds that you're looking over. It's, it's, it's alright. I, I thought they might have been keeping something captive here, but no, it doesn't seem to be the case. Oh, oh, oh good. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Um, Okay. Uh, I think Tara's now realised that they are in the loot zone and he's got his loot eyes open looking for looking for the good shit <laughs> looking for the, for the primo stuff make me an investigation check investigation for, for the loot 13 13 as you look around this room is just full of books they seem to be books about the history of velo books about velo itself the 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 planet it's on just a lot of books about this place doesn't seem to be anything particularly pilf- pilfering worthy can i read the covers and stuff Yes. Is that a surprise? They are books about Velo. No, is it a surprise that he can read the covers? Uh, you've read the covers of books in this place before. You you cool. are now relatively used to be able to reading the language that this is in. Nerium, as you make your way to the East Door, it is super barricaded. There's just loads of stuff piled up against it. I want to have a good hard listen at it. Okay, perception check. Just in case. That's a natural 20. Silence. I love this dice. Uh, even though it was a useless point at which to have the natural twenty, but um, okay, I will squeak my way round mm-hmm. to the door that is open. It's not; it's shut, but it's not barricaded. Yeah, yeah, I'll go to that one. Okay, Liz, um, I would like to listen very carefully at the door. Okay, watch me get a two. No, that nearly. Um, wait, wait, wait. I have good perception. That is a fourteen. It's quiet now behind that door. Okay. I'm just going to take a step back and I'm going to think to myself, I've seen Nat do the shadow armor thing and I vaguely remember what it looked like Okay. when she did. And I'm just going to quietly go uh, and see if I can do that myself. Okay, roll can me a d20. Thunderwave. Oh, God, hey. Thunderwave. That would be a four. Nothing happens. You feel this surge of magic, but it doesn't quite take... That's fair. That's fine. That's fair enough. I would like to um, check the door for traps. Okay, investigation check. I'm trying not to be a trap rogue because I've forgotten to do all these things everywhere else. Uh, that would be 19. 19 doesn't seem to be trapped. Doesn't seem to be locked either. Okay, I am going to open the door and peek through. Okay, you 
open this door. I'm going to take your previous stealth check as this one. It's relatively quiet, but there's just this little noise as it swings just a little bit open. And as you peer in, you see this room that's larger than the one before. And a couple of things catch your attention. There are a few big wooden tables in the middle of the room and there are some shelves that go on along the walls. But what catches your attention are four very tall cylindrical vat type things. And three of them have been smashed. The glass is broken, there's nothing in them. But there's one where the top has been kind of broken off and it looks jaggedy except you see a piece of almost like leathery cloth draped over one half of it but what really catches your attention is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. inside of this liquid is a six foot tall creature with wide pale yellow glowing eyes that is holding a dagger and has one hand pressed against the glass and is staring right at you with a look of abject terror on its face and as it sees you it pushes back and you just of water as it moves and a little bit sloshes out the top and as you look at it roll me a perception check i was about to say does it look like a fish person it looks exactly like a fish person i can't do maths i'm too scared it's 16 16 It is missing one of its legs and you can see that it has been what looks like torn off at about mid-thigh. Its abdomen and throat are wrapped tight with bandages that are almost the ends wafting in the water. It looks absolutely terrified and as it sees you, it opens its mouth and you see these rows and rows of sharp teeth and it hisses out something that's kind of language that you don't really understand and you can kind of just hear and it kind of holds the knife up at you. Sorry, didn't realise there was anyone in here. Shut the door. (laughs) (laughs) Turn back to Nat and Taro and go, guys, there's... Is it occupied? (laughs) Yes, it's very, very occupied. It's very occupied. How long do you think it's going to be? I mean... I was judging by the quantity of liquid it was floating in, presumably. Oh my god, P-tube. P-tube. Presumably it's nearly done. Floating? What do you mean? It's like a back-to-tank thing from whatever, but it's P-tube. Honestly, as soon as you said, fucking, there are large vats, tanks, things, I was like, oh my god, there are bodies in there. Um, and then it was awake, which, to be fair, I wasn't expecting. Um, I am going to scamper over to my uh, party and go, there's a thing, there's a thing, it was in the vat, it was. It had a leg missing, and it had a big knife, and it looked scared, and also uh, really very frightening. Uh, it's alive. It's got a leg missing. Also, a knife. I mean, I mentioned both of those, didn't I? It looked scared. Wait, in a tank? It, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Big room. Big tables, big glass uh, tubes, and and three. There were four of them, and three of them were smashed. And then the, the last one, the last one, had a fish person in it, and it had. Wait, a fish person? I mean, I don't know if it was scared. They got. I I can't read their body language. But we didn't think any fish people would come through. Yes. Well, that is um uh, yeah a new piece of information to 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 add to the horrors of this place. This is fascinating. As you say that, the door that you just opened and closed suddenly flies open and crashes off the wall behind it, and you see this six-foot, very kind of slender, 
fish person as you have been calling them with the wide eyes and the big kind of round face with all of these bandages dripping this kind of very very pale purple almost gel like liquid except now it seems to have uh, some sort of like prosthetic leg that looks very much cobbled together out of bits and wood and stone strapped onto it and it is still holding the knife and it is holding a chunk of rock and it throws it right at the three of you. Uh, uh, fish, that fish. One, that's, that's what was, it was in the tank. Uh, apparently it got and out. And this bit of rock just sails over your heads and crashes into the wall behind you. And it is gripping the doorframe and looking terrified. And as you all yell at it, it says, but only Tarot can understand this as it wheezes out this language that none of you know. It goes, who are you? Me? You asking me? Tarot suddenly responds, in this language that you have never heard him speak before. Do the mask. Put the mask on. Put the mask on. Who are you? Uh, me? Uh, do, do, do you want to know what my name is? Tara, don't fuck around with it, for God's sake. Where did you come from? As it is speaking, you can see that some of the bandages have slipped and its throat is torn open this thing should not be standing it should not be living and you can hear the breath wheezing out of parts of it escaping the lungs do do you want to like have it sit down are you here from it uh don't think i'm here from any it really i sort of came down that staircase back there and then before that we came from uh some kind of so kind of manor house, I think. Hey, Nerium, it was a manor house, right? You didn't understand that. That was all in in this language. He just turns to you and said, blah, 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 blah. Nerium, blah, blah, blah. That, what's he saying? I don't know. But anyway, right, we're here on our own, out of our own, well, mostly out of our own steam. Oh, I do think you need to have a sit down, though. You, don't, you look a bit worse for wear. It staggers back into the room that you peeked in. And it leaves the door open, but it's moving shakily and obviously in great pain. Come on, come on. I'm going to follow it. Yeah, same. I mean, same. Yeah, Vindex trots after you. You guys enter this room and it's this, as you saw before, this big room with tables and these smashed vats. There's just one vat that looks intact. And you can see now where this creature has clearly kind of clambered out of it. You can see this stack of wood and stone that's used for stairs to get in and out. And it is sitting on those steps now and it's still holding the knife out to all of you and it's still looking terrified i put my sword down and like hold my hands up i do not put my dagger down but i nudge findex and say in case he's looking threatening and go i don't think we're fighting it yet right right he puts his sword down as well like nat did you're right there aren't you you you're right now sit down where did you come from? Like I said, I came down from... Oh, you mean because I don't look like... Okay. Um, I don't know what it's called in your tongue, but it's uh, a different planet, you know, space, I guess. You were moved uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you think you've... So you came along with, with the city? All of us did. Well, all of you. All of us did when it came here to this desert. What what do you mean, all all of you? The city, those who were left from 
the demon that came through from below. Ah, huh. That's not very many of you, is it? No, not anymore. Huh. And then I think I'm going to sit down, like, facing the fish person. Okay, there's there are stools and chairs in this room. As Tara does that, Findex kind of, like, glances around and goes... What is what's happening? What is he saying? How does he know what the, he knows how to speak to this thing? You know, Phoenix is a man of hidden talents. Is our tarot? Um, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm sure we'll be. Can you all just stop being weird? I'm just having a chat. Just chill out. Anyway, look. Do you have anything here you can use to patch yourself up a bit? I'm sort of worried you might fall over at any moment. <laughs> I can't die here oh well that's convenient isn't it no uh, it's terrible uh, all right then uh, we'll go with terrible <laughs> <laughs> how does that work as you're looking at it this is not a creature that should be alive by any way or mean it has been torn into and as you are looking at it it has very clearly had a good couple of chunks of it torn off. I don't know. I think it's the magic from below. It's rebuilding the city here. And it won't let me die. 